Niall. What? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> I am a government official, as you can see. Right. And I have brought you here because of your outstanding achievements in success and science. Thank you. So I just want to applaud you for that, first of all. Thank you very much. Everyone, if you're if you're listening, please applaud Niall for his outstanding achievements. Yes. Thank you. No, and, keep going. Keep going just for a little bit longer. Oh, more? You want some more? Okay, sorry. Okay, now stop. Okay, perfect. And so as a result of that, me as a government official, I am part of an, a secret rogue uh, squadron that you are going to be invited to be a part of. Here's Great. my business card. Um, it says my name on it, and I just want you to flip that over and uh, see what it might say for who uh, who you might be joining on this uh, cool adventure. Okay. Go, just I'll go ahead and it. take that business card. I'll flip it well, over. What's that, what's that say on the back there? G.I. Joe. Yep. That, that's G.I. Joe. That's that's the secret cool government agency I'm a part of. I know that you've uh, always loved G.I. Joe and that uh, I'm a part of it and that now you're a part of it. So welcome. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much for accepting this. Thank you for the opportunity, Lucas. Welcome back to another episode of Man Cave Movie Night. Yeah, My name welcome. is Lucas. And I'm Niall. Um, Wasn't just, that... A little <laughs> explanation. We're not going to give you context. Yeah. Well, we can't, we, can't, we can't give any context yeah. to that. I can't give but context we'll say, because it's it spoils something for somewhere. But for somewhere. at some point We're in the future, we'll bring it up. I just... Dude. It made Niall very happy that I did that for him. Because yeah. it's just a real special moment for him and in cinema history that he wants to be able now, 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 now that he's a part of. So I think he's really lucky that he got me to do that for him. Yeah. Personally. I'm pretty stoked about it, but that has nothing to do with Spider-Man, which True. is what we're going to talk about today. Miles True. Morales, Spider-Man across the spider war, uh, spider wars, spider verse. Going back to the GI Joe thing really quick. It also <laughs> has nothing to do with the thing that it has something to do with now that we won't bring up. That's we're what makes me so mad. It would probably be hard for you to even guess what it's <laughs> referencing, honestly. Like, you could be like, what? What on earth could that possibly be? It's not a reference to Spider-Man, because if you've seen that, you'd know that sure. it's No, No G.I. Joe references at all in Spider-Man. In Spider-Man, Which nope, is the but... amount of G.I. Joe references you expect to have when you go to a movie these days. Any movie, yeah. So just keep an eye out. Just keep an eye yeah, on the keep news. An eye out. Keep a, keep keep your finger on the pulse of the entertainment industry because I'm sure we're gonna get an announcement within the next few weeks of a movie yeah, that certainly. involves GI GI men G- and GI Janes. GI <laughs> Joes and Janes, yeah. Um, but we are talking about Spider-Man across the universe, across the Spider Verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a crossover of the Beatles and Spider-Man across the universe. <laughs> Um, across the Spider-Verse part one. Um, nope. It was part one. Now the second part is called beyond the Spider-Verse. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Well, this one is still called part one because it shows that at the very end. Does it really say part one at the end? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Well, you got me with that one. I'm pretty sure. So is it going to be called beyond the Spider-Verse part two? (laughs) I don't know. I think more than anything, it's just called part one. I think they showed it again to remind people, hey, 
Head There's another one. one. Like this isn't As like the end the of the movie. Didn't yeah. remind you that this, there would be This isn't much movie. this isn't much of a spoiler because had you known that this was a part one, you would have kind of expected, okay, there's going to be some sort of a cliffhanger. But this was the first part of a kind of a two-part uh, two part issue. And, oh, man, I just, uh, let's do some spoiler-free reviewing. Yeah, yeah, let's and just then, talk about the spoiler-free we'll fun that we had with this movie. So I was truly expecting, I think if you go back to my 2023 predictions in that episode that we did, I think I said that this movie would kind of be a bust in relation to the first one. Um, oh, interesting. Because what I was expecting was oh, yeah, yeah, a actually. lot of what made the first one good was kind of the surprise of, of how new it felt with the mm. new animation and stuff and like kind of the new approach with Miles Morales and things like that. And so I was worried that this movie would suffer from basically not feeling new anymore because the first one already did the animation thing and it's already covered miles and multiverse stuff has already happened a bunch in movies now. So like, is it still going to feel interesting or special? Um, and, uh, I just cannot believe how wrong I was. The animation <laughs> felt like it was still, it, it felt like, it found the boundaries of the first movie's animation and pushed that even farther. There oh, were certain definitely. scenes that just the the conversation was saying one thing, but the illustration and animation in the background was just delivering so much subtext to what was being said. It was just it was beautiful. It it was so cool how expertly they used the animation of of the surroundings as a storytelling device and did so so successfully. Um, I also don't know where I was at emotion-wise in my life seeing this, but within the first five minutes, I was feeling emotional in this movie. And well, just, the first few minutes are very emotional. Yeah, and then I just kept feeling that way basically the entire time, um, which is a real testament to this movie because there was a, I, I feel like this is an accurate word to describe it in an army of 13 year old boys in this theater with just, (laughs) with no supervision, just, just speaking at full volume about things that were not the movie, literally throwing popcorn at each other across rows. It was chaos and it didn't, affect take my experience it. really <laughs> it didn't take it away no that's good so the movie i just i thought it was great i thought kind of the new um the the, the relationship between spider-man whoever it might be at the time and miguel o'hara spider-man uh 2099 is always super interesting it's it's yeah. a cool dynamic um and i just thought that they nailed it in this they 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 do such a good job of you um understanding both viewpoints so well that even you as a viewer is like like i'm siding with miles because he's the main character of this movie but honestly both people are so justified that i totally like i don't really know who i would support if i were actually in this situation and i just i think that that's excellent 
I think they did a really good job with the kind of antagonist characters in this, with the Spot and Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. The Spot more of a, like a traditional villain antagonist. Yeah. And then Miguel O'Hara more of like the, hey, here's your emotional like side of things yeah. that you have to like confront and deal with. And so I totally agree. I thought I loved it. I thought the animation just blew me away. I, I It was so wild. Because the first Spider-Man, the first Spider-Verse is just so good. I love the first Spider-Verse. And this one is hard to live up to that. But I I feel like they did a very good job, especially with the animation, of taking what they had established and then moving a step further. Because in the first one, the idea is, oh, we're all in Miles' universe. And Miles' animation is awesome. But this one, each universe that they go to has a totally different animation style, which they took years to do and it worked so well yeah. like even just a spider punk they said took years to figure out how to make him Dude, work I and bet. fit in with the other stuff it was so his animation is so unique <laughs> yeah it was so complicated constantly changing and morphing and that was the case for so many of the characters all of them had different things that made them unique and that you could see from them and that includes like cameos from other different spider-men they maintained their original version of their animation for the most yeah. part. I mean, some of them just had like 3D animation or 2D animation. But it was it was crazy how much they integrated into this movie yeah. without making it feel... What, like While maintaining the focus on Miles the whole time. And yeah. Gwen to an extent, too. Because she's kind of a huge part of this movie more so than she was in the last one. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's it's a good one. If you haven't watched it, I'm sure you've heard people talk about how great it is. So I would yeah. definitely say go out and see it. It's worth seeing in the theater for sure because of just the scope of it and just how incredibly immersive the animation is and just how cool it is to see on a screen that big. So I would say go out and see it if you haven't. Um, otherwise, I think we can get into some more spoilery type talk. Big time. Big time. Um I was very surprised at like some of the cameos in this Me in too. terms of the animated or like live action stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I did roll my eyes very hard when Spot went into the live action world and it was the lady from Venom. I know. I, I was like, can we that. do any other scene? I know. And that's the do only this, like, like fully live action part. And why like, do you think that we want this? <laughs> why do you think we care about this lady? It's honestly Venom that that I don't even know the character name. Yeah. I don't. It's just. In that oh, moment, yeah. I truly was like, this is Amy Pascal and and yeah. AVA Rad's delusion manifest. Yep. 100%. Right here, right now, of them thinking that this is what the audience wants. Because yeah, and... them doing Venom, I, I, I cannot imagine that the creators of the movie were like, oh, and then he'll pop into Venom. It's like, no, they would be With like... no Venom. Yeah, if the they're going to pop world. into uh, the world of anything else, it would be more interesting. Yeah, and, literally And they do else. Venom, and it's just like, obviously, to me, that well, is not the choice to be it's made. It's because they can't, they can't just go into a world where it's like, oh, hey, here's Kirsten Dunst's MJ. Like, yeah. they, that would be awesome and way better, but it's like, okay, well, they didn't even get Venom, like Eddie Brock. They just got the lady yeah. from the convenience store to be in it. You know what so, they should have done, I think? The what? elevator scene from Spider-Man 2. Oh, that would have been fun. They have him that kind of really pop funny. into that awkward elevator and then just say something of like, ugh, this is uncomfortable or something. And then just like <laughs> then suck just, back like, into the thing. Sucks back in. Like if you're yeah. going to do a live action scene, do a scene that people actually like from a movie or that people actually like and care about. Because yeah. low key, 
when that came up, I was like, I'm glad that I've seen Venom because I bet that there are a lot of people in here who are like, I don't even know who, who this is. is. This? Like, yeah. like, why it's like, is why is he here? in the live action world of this convenience store? So then he like, yeah, he takes some gum or something and it says like Venom bits on it or something like that. Yeah. That's like the one thing. It's like, oh, so stupid. Hey, look, it said Venom. But, so that's um, the bad news for any Spider-Man fans out there is that that's the MCU the, or not any Spider-Man content still has Amy Pascal and AVA rad just jamming their dirty little nasty fingers into everything that gets put out in one yeah. way or another. So pretending like they know how to yeah. make good movies. Cause the, the problem with this is as well is that it is Sony and they did technically produce it and they're like, yeah, yeah this is our fault that it's so good. It's, it has nothing to do with Phil Lord and Chris yeah, Miller or exactly. the directors or anything. It's absurd. But <laughs> anyway, that is, that is such a small gripe and nitpick yeah, it amongst is. That, that's the, really the my, amazingness my biggest... of the movie biggest and main well while we're talking spoilers and live action should we mention the other live action oh yeah uh, this was very surprising so so Um, first of all before we go into the true surprising thing um there are shots of live action andrew garfield and um toby mcguire at certain points which is just kind of there's any tom holland i don't think so that i could see i think it's just those two i'm sure there were issues there getting getting mm-hmm. something like that but they had donald glover as the mcu prowler and that's his that's his credited character name is mcu prowler yeah um kind Which is of, awesome yeah following through on a setup from homecoming that just hasn't been referenced yet honestly from six years ago yeah i don't even see it as a setup in that movie i saw it more as just kind of like a nod to the comics of like hey you remember how Aaron Davis is the prowler? Well, this is Aaron Davis. And it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. And he gets kind of excited about some technology that they have for cr- climbing up walls. And that's oh. it. Um, but they, they kind of followed through on that with this movie, which I I almost wonder if they had to like talk to Disney and Marvel studios to say like, Hey, can we do this? Like, is that okay? I doubt it. Cause Sony still owns those movies so they right. can do that's whatever true. they want with those characters. But whether or not we like it, it was pretty fun. It was, it was a little jarring to see just a live action person like juxtaposed against all world. of this stuff. Yeah. It was a little bit like just weird looking visually, but it was so cool. And the suit that he was wearing was so cool. And I was just yeah. like, man, can we just have this in I an know, actual seriously. like Marvel movie? Because that's was, what I was thinking. I was, was like, sweet. man, this is awesome. But like. Give it to me, actually. I want yeah. this for real. And totally. I think, honestly, the fact that they were... The fact that they did this, and I think the fact that Miles, just as a character in general, is becoming so popular, makes me think that he will be in the next uh, MCU Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Interesting. That seems very probable, because Amy Pascal has said, now, we're making a live-action Miles movie, and we're making a live-action Spider-Woman movie. When did she and say so, that? During press of this Dude, movie. I'm so sick of her. She says and the so, dumbest stuff and it pisses me off. Yes, me as well. What I hope happens with the live action Miles stuff is that he's introduced with Peter, kind of like they do with the Spider-Man video games and not in an alternate world. And then they have Tom Holland and whoever for Miles Morales and they work side by side because it works so well in the video games. I and agree. I really think it would work well in the MCU. And especially if they made Prowler like the villain of the next Spider-Man, like Spider-Man 4, yeah. that could be awesome. And that dynamic um, would be super cool with yeah, but, like if Miles was in there 
And yeah, if Miles like, is like, a part would, of it. It would be so, so cool. Yep. But knowing Sony, they're probably going to do something dumb and stupid that they're going to be they're gonna, they're just going to learn the wrong lessons from the success. Well, yeah, they're going to get they're going to get like Jaden Smith Which or something to play Miles Morales and it's going to be like Miles Morales the musical or something. It's just going to they're they're going to find a way to just make it terrible. I hope that doesn't happen, but it seems likely, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but I just can't wait. I need Craven to bomb so that Sony's yeah. like, "Hey, let's stop doing this dumb thing that we're doing." Well, Craven and Men and Web both have to bomb because they're both coming. They're both fully filmed. Well, but El I can Muerto tell you not. right now that Madam Web is going to bomb. There's no oh, way yeah. that that movie does well. No one the cares only about thing that. that has no one even knows who it, that character is yeah. or the actors. The only thing that has going for it is that friggin' what's-her-face is in it. Sydney Sweeney. Oh, yeah. And so you're going to get a bunch of creepy 40-year-olds that are going to be like, oh, that, girl <laughs> in, that girl in Euphoria is going to be in this, too. I'll go to that. And no other reason. That's, yeah, that's the entire market. For it's real, be like that's totally one hundred thousand like, dollar opening. I low key, I'm Sony's like, Madden I don't. Web. I think that I'm gonna not go to Craven, and I'm gonna not go to Madam Web just out of protest, or yeah, I'll I sneak mean, into the theater. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to give any money to those movies. Yeah, when I went to Morbius, I went to like the five dollar shower. Yeah. Well, that's in Eddie Burback's video where he goes to Morbius five days in a row. He bought tickets to everything, everywhere, all at once, every single time to give (laughs) the money to those and then went to Morbius instead. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, So with this movie, though, all gripes and whatever, booing and hissing and hawing aside, the stuff that I think they integrated into this really well was kind of like Miles's um growth as a character as well as Gwen. I thought yeah. they did a good job of overlapping their stories. I will say I feel like it's just a little bit too long. Like I could kind of feel the runtime near the end. It's almost two and a half hours. And some of the stuff where it was just the characters and it was like, okay, well, I know. And part of that I feel like is expectation because the beginning is like really heavy on just Miles and just Gwen and they don't really even meet up right. until like an hour in. And it's like, okay, well, we've seen that this movie is full of Spider-Man and Spider-Man characters. Sure. So, like, let's get so to let's that. Get to and it, so it right? kind of felt like it was dragging for me. And I feel like it won't feel like that as much in subsequent viewings. But yeah. just in that first watch, I was like, okay, let's... That, uh, that makes sense. Uh, I, let's get this going. I but was then, re- you know, that once the spot is introduced, I feel like it really picks up. From yeah, there. I agree. I, I was really surprised by... Their approach of basically making Gwen kind of the main character-ish. I was very surprised by that as well. But I, I loved really well. it. I, yeah. I loved yeah. it. I thought that she was great. Her her character is just so interesting. And they made her so much more interesting in this one by kind of exposing some more of her backstory and, and showing more about like who she actually is. To the point that... Now, even in future installments, if she kind of goes back to just being a side character, she will be a side character that we will all care about so much, you know? Yeah. And it's like, now if if Gwen is in any danger, it's a big deal for us as the audience, rather than just like, oh no, Miles' love interest is in danger, you know? Yeah, it's like and she's so, a totally independent yeah, character. They, they did a really good job of kind of building her up and making her, like the the center of the movie for a lot of the movie and and like i just 
there there's something so nice about a movie where there is as much um like disagreement and discord between what all of the characters are doing but every single character's actions are totally justified yeah that like it's it's not like okay well they had that character do that just because that character bad guy and Mm -hmm. so that character doing bad guy things like everything really made sense the thing that i guess feels like most of a stretch is just like the spots motivation but even then it's like yeah but he's like the like the villain villain who he just kind of needs to be the cool bad guy and i'm fine with that but all of like kind of the central like storytelling elements and all of those characters felt very like it, like each of them could have been the protagonist you know mm-hmm. you could have yeah. made another movie called like Spider-Man 2099 or something mm. about his backstory and then had this exact movie be the sequel to that and you would be cheering against Miles and you would be yeah. supporting Yeah oh totally him, you know and that's For what sure. i love is like just all of that stuff where everybody's in the right, but they all disagree. Mm, that's like my favorite stuff in any uh, movie. It worked super well. And I thought it was very interesting that they put the spot as like the villain. And then he's just not in it for like an hour until yeah. the end. And then it becomes Miguel and that whole emotional conflict that he has to deal with of yeah. can he let his dad die? And I, I really liked kind of where it went with all the Spider-Men, how he gets transported back to his world. But it's right. the spider's world. And I thought, I mean, I was surprised by that. Some people were like, oh, it's so obvious. I was like, oh, I mean, see, I didn't think of it. I didn't think that, oh, yeah, he's not from Earth 42. He's from Earth 1061. Or see, I, like, I, I, I did because I, I heard them reference 1061 earlier in the movie. And oh, then nice. when it showed him getting teleported to 42, I was like, is that his universe? And I was like, that's going to the wrong universe. But then he went and they did it for such a long time before revealing that he wasn't in the right one that I was like, oh, I guess I just remembered it wrong or something. And then it revealed it and I was like, oh, I was right. (laughs) Like, regardless of if you knew or not, Mm-hmm. I would say it's a good payoff. if, like, if it's, people it's were saying, oh, it was so obvious or blah, blah, blah. I think those people are dumb and wrong because I thought even if you did catch it, it still felt like this kind of huge surprise because they dragged it out before actually revealing it for long enough that you kind of were just like, oh, OK, like, I guess this is where we're at now. Yeah, it was. I thought it was excellent. That was I... that was so, so cool. I love that. And I love having Mahershala Ali as Uncle Aaron back yeah. as well, even though it's so not the original good. one. He's just such a good character. And I love the dynamic of that Miles and this Aaron. I think that's when just it makes such total cool sense. Thing. Oh, like, totally. For sure. Like his dad dies, and so he just goes and hangs out with his uncle and becomes a prowler. Like that's almost what happens in the first movie. Like if he hadn't right. been bit by the spider, he's already super attached to his uncle. And so yeah. it's just a Which totally, it, now, it makes total sense. Yeah. Like, I guess we will address the very cool thing that I was going to just try to not address, but now that we're talking about it, we'll do it. This is going around on TikTok a bunch, which is why I didn't want to talk about it. But there is the very cool thing that people are picking up on now from the first movie of when Miles meets Spider-Man for the first time, he has his spider sense going off and it's green and purple which are the colors of the prowler and then slowly turns to red and blue basically showing like okay this is like a huge this is a this is a decisive event in miles's story of not turning into the prowler and becoming spider-man instead which was just kind of like just 
hidden there in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And and now looking back at it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty freaking sweet. Pretty cool. And I'm sure there I, are a bunch of other things like that in the first movie. I want to go back and watch the first one now and see what else they were kind of setting up. But And I think it's interesting with this one, because that spider from Earth-42 got transported to their world that it wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to. Is the implication then that that Miles was supposed to become Spider-Man and not a Peter Parker in that world? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how it seems to me, that it was still supposed to be a Miles Morales Spider-Man, just not the one that did get bit. It was supposed to be the other one. Right. That's kind of what I picked up on, and yeah. I think that's a cool idea as well. Because mm-hmm. then there's no Peter Parker or Miles or anyone right. in that world. Well, the other thing that I've been thinking... So, okay, this is me just talking plot now. Theorizing, okay. thinking. Yeah. Miguel O'Hara wants to um, make sure that Miles is experiencing all of the canon events, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I feel like Miles is the exception to canon events because... Yeah, because he's not actually... He's he's uh, not supposed to be Kind of like, yeah, wasn't supposed to be Spider-Man. And so because he got bit by that spider that came from a different universe... I don't feel like he's subject to the same canon events that everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I think that they're going to like resolve it, basically. Yeah, I totally... Yeah, I, I don't think his dad is going to die. I, I really see him succeeding. It would be really cool quest. if his dad did die, though. Yeah. It, <laughs> it would be <laughs> very cool for storytelling purposes. Storytelling purposes. It would be very... Quite sad. I They could do it. We'll see. Um, I think that's interesting. Uh, another thing I just want to say about this movie and the last one in particular is just the idea of anyone can be a Spider-Man. Like, I just love yeah. that. I think love Spider-Man it. is always It's like The Last super, Jedi. Yeah, exactly like that. I mean, I actually really like that movie. So I, I like the idea that anyone can have the Force. Yeah, and just like with this, that anyone can be Spider-Man. Because... Um, I think Spider-Man has always just been a super accessible, popular character. Obviously, he's just one of yeah. the most popular comic book characters ever. Um, and so just the idea that there's so many different versions of Spider-Man, like male or female or animal or whatever, that you could be Spider-Man. I just love that just concept. And I think yeah. that it's with even with the idea of that spider coming in from another universe, like even though Miles wasn't technically supposed to be Spider-Man, he is and he does a good job at it. Right. And so... I, I just kind of love the what they do with all that type of building up your um, not expectation, but just your ability to you know be something cool yeah. that you want to be. I, I just love that idea, and I think these movies do that really well. And I'm I'm very curious to see kind of where this will resolve because they've said the next one is the last one of these movies. I'm right. sure they'll make spinoffs or TV yeah, shows. Yeah, I was going to say not if Amy Pascal it. has anything to do with it, but exactly, which is disappointing, but. Just even the fact that there is an animated trilogy, there's just not many animated movies that go for that long other than like Shrek and like Kung Fu Panda and things like that. But I think it's cool that this is getting that really meticulous treatment and beyond the Spider-Verse is supposed to come out in March of next year. However, I would not bank on that date. Yeah. I would almost guarantee that gets pushed back. Writers Guild Which is stuff. a bummer. It's well, not even that. It's just the fact that it's a huge movie. Like, it's another huge movie. And so right. they were working on them both at the same time, but it's still like nine months. Is that really enough to finish a whole other huge animated movie with the scope yeah. of this? We'll see. Hopefully. Could be. Infinity War and Endgame. That's true. That's true. But... Um, but that's there was not something... illustrated and animated yeah, <laughs> the like, entire way. 
the another cool thing I wanted to say with the Lego universe in this. I was this, gonna bring this up, yeah. It, it was animated by a fourteen year old kid. Yeah. Who just Isn't like he has like crazy? a YouTube channel or something where he does yeah. like a bunch of Lego stop motion stuff and they Well, it's uh, animated. Like it's not stop motion. It's Oh really? It, yeah, he animates it like in Blender, like a three D modeling program. Interesting. Like, I didn't know that. I thought it was stop motion. I honestly don't know how he does it. It is That's so crazy. impressive. Yeah, it's it looked so good. Great. And the thing that got the filmmaker's attention, like Phil Lord and Chris Miller and one of the directors, I think, was the one who suggested it, was he made a YouTube like he made a YouTube video of the trailer in Lego form, like the main Across the Spider-Verse trailer. He recreated it in Lego and the guy was like, Hey, we wanted to do a Lego part of this. Let's that's have this kid cool. do it. And so that's what they did. They just hired him up and 14-year-old kid got to make a, you know, little chunk of a huge movie. Like Dude, that's that just so gives awesome. me chills to even think about. Like I that know, is it's so, just so so cool. It's so cool. And it's Lego. And so it's like it's cool that a kid got to do it as well because yeah, you know, Lego's ultimately for, sure. for kids. I, I so. thought also in that scene the way that they like they just used um audio of Jameson from uh Spy, like the the original Spider-Man trilogy of yeah, him just yeah. like talking in the office and things like that. Like I did. That really was like just that. so cool. They had J.K. Simmons, I think, come back to record just a couple of lines. Yep. I don't know if they took lines, those lines him. from a different thing, but I love that how across the multiverse, no matter where you are in the yeah, Spider-Man no. realm, it's always J.K. Simmons yeah. as J. Jonah Jameson because he's so just cool. perfect. <laughs> I love it. I so love awesome. it. Um, but yeah, that Lego thing was great. I love. I, I don't know why this was so funny to me, but at the end of just like their call with the Lego Spider-Man, when Miguel O'Hara just says like, thanks, Peter, you're one of our best. I just, <laughs> I don't know why, but I just thought that was so just, clever, so I, funny. I love that idea of just the Lego Spider-Man. It's <laughs> yes, just one of the it's best one ones. one of the best ones. It was so funny. Um, okay, what else? What else is there? Did this movie have other stuff that happened in it? There's no post credit scenes, right? Uh, no. That's what I thought. Um, shout out to Jared, I guess. We haven't talked about him, that he's gone. Oh, he Did doesn't really. He doesn't matter very much. I can't believe we didn't think to say anything until <laughs> right totally now. forgot to say anything about <laughs> our good friend of the pod, Jared Cook. Friend not of being, the pod. <laughs> not being present with us today. Yeah. Um, shout out to last, Jared. Yeah, shout out to Jared. Hopefully uh, you're listening and enjoying your vacation in uh, Europe. I don't oh think he's my. seen this movie yet, though, so... I think he has. Or no, wait, he did watch it. Yeah, yeah he, he texted, texted us about, about it. it. Yeah, but uh, we didn't want to have to bother him, because he uh, also texted us that he saw Hugh Grant, which is pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I remembered. I looked at that, but I was, like, half asleep when I looked at it, and I couldn't remember <laughs> if it was real or not. <laughs> So I guess so now I'm finding to, out. I'm finding out, out live on the podcast. Well. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Hugh Grant, friend of the podcast. Super yep. cool. And uh, Jared, we love you, of course. We can't wait for you to be back. Of course. I think we, we only I, th- I think we only have one more episode where it's just two of us. Just and the then two of us. Two of um, us being different two of us because last time <laughs> Niall was missing. And that's we true. mentioned it immediately. <laughs> I know. I know. That just, you know, shows the different ways that we see each other hey um i do have one more question though Let's before before we wrap up we'll just wrap early why not yeah we'll just wrap I don't early. I, okay it's a great movie i mean there's um, a lot to talk about but here's my question just watch it yeah um do you have any predictions for for the next one so 
there were going to be more live action sequences in this kind of originally, but they didn't say what. And I think the reactions, positive reactions to kind of like the, and like you said with the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, like background stuff that had already happened. Mm -hmm. I actually really dug that. I thought that was a really good implementation of that stuff. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. And they had some of the other animated Spider-Man back there. Like they had a spectacular Spider-Man as a part of it. Andy Samberg as the voice of Ben, Ben Riley, Uh, (laughs) the Scarlet Spider. Yeah, Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Um, and then Yorma Takone is the vulture at the it's, beginning, yeah, the, yeah. the medieval vulture. So they got two of the three awesome. Lonely Island guys. Um, I think that I think we could see Tom Holland show up in real life somehow, Ooh. and not at, like as a cameo. I think I think it'd be hard to integrate him really into the movie. But I think yeah, like that he was absent from this for a reason, and I think that reason will be to get him in real life for the next one. Interesting. We'll see in what capacity, but I think there will be more live action stuff. I think that I'm going to make the prediction that his dad doesn't die, that he's able to succeed and save his dad and everything. And then Miguel kind of is able to say, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. I guess not everything bad has to happen to these characters after all. Mm-hmm. And, and beyond that, like I, oh, this is the other thing that I really loved with how it ends is that Gwen like assembles like a spider friends team yeah. to go find and save Miles. I love yeah, that, that so much. That was pretty sick. That was that really was cool because cool. it means Spider Ham and Spider Man War coming back. Yeah, and they were both awesome in the first one, and so I'm really excited. That to was see so. Them. When I saw them again, I got chills. I was like, me too. <laughs> and then they they add in like I think Ben Riley was with them, right? And uh, I know Spider Punk so. was there. But I think like most of the main characters in this one and the last one are kind of all teaming up to go find Miles. Yeah. So, so I'm really excited to see what that entails. Yeah, that'll be super cool. I do you think because I basically share all of those predictions. Um, I also think it's possible. This would be really sad, but it's possible that Captain Stacy dies. Oh, from Gwen's universe. From Gwen's universe, and well, then. He- at the end of that, um, it kind of puts it into a situation where she no longer has anything tying her to her own universe. Oh, interesting. And she just comes over to Miles's universe and just stays there. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. I could uh, see Miles and Gwen doing a kiss. They didn't do any sort of kissing or oh, smooching. Oh, yeah. In this one or the last That's one. true. So. I could see that happening. Um, I could see Peter on the mouth. They could on the mouth, mouth. on the mouth or eyeball. Yeah, those are the kind of the two main the main guesses that I have. Well, because they're spiders, they have eight eyeballs. Yeah, and their eyeballs must touch. Did you know that eyeballs or that spiders kiss with their eyeballs? I I did just learn that from you. Spiders are very romantic creatures, and they kiss with their eyeballs. All eight of them at the same time. My favorite spider fact is that everything is spiders. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, I, I found out about that about a year ago, and I, I started to notice it about six months ago, you know? Mm. Well, now that you, the listener, know this fact, you will be on to notice as well. That everything Beyond is predictions spiders. that... Um, I think they'll implement everything being spiders more into the movie in the next one as well. And I think more in the live action stuff, which I think will be really cool representation for spiders. Yeah, but um, could be sweet. Otherwise, I think that's the extent of my predictions. I, I'm just excited to see what they do with it. I really like this one, and I, I really don't have any expectations other than I hope it'll be good and cool again, like this one was. I agree. If it is even kind of cool and fun and good again, then then I'm uh, I'm in. You're looking so, for 
I'm in. I'm 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 back, baby. I'll be my butt will be in that seat for Spider Man Spider Verse three animated TV show live action movie starring Miles Morales. Semicolon G.I. Joe. Shout out to G.I. Joe. Semicolon Rise of Cobra. And we're not going to tell you what that's from. You just have to watch every... I feel like they can figure it out. (laughs) You just have to watch every movie, TV show, and video game and figure out what we were referencing. Yeah. The main thing that I've realized from talking to people, I I have to be careful even now, but I'll have to say, like, hey, do you guys even care if I give you spoilers about this thing? And 100% of the answer to that question has been no. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, then I'm telling you. (laughs) So I don't think that people really care that much, but Hey, someone out there might. Someone out there might. So we gotta, we gotta be careful. Um, so I don't know because it's been a little been a little uh, wibbly wobbly yeah doctor who reference i've never watched um but Very good it is time for us to talk about the fact that there is a patreon that you can go and subscribe well yeah but we can keep talking about it in every episode oh that's i'm saying true. it's time in this episode now to talk about the patreon <laughs> Uh, yeah, but there's nothing on there yet, too. Yeah, but there will be. Here's what we can do. We can start posting, like, discussion questions, like discussion posts on there where we can say, what do you guys think is going to happen in the next Spider-Man? And then we you guys can. can comment and then get it totally wrong. And then we can have documented proof of how stupid all of you are and how smart all of we are. I all think that's we. worth the money. <laughs> I just For said me, all it would of be we worth- are. All of we are. I yeah, think that would it would be, be worth, worth the money. The money. I, we're going to start, when Jared gets back, we're going to start um, recording uh, post-credits episodes, um, kind of little after-show episodes where we... Um, Is that true? Just kind of, yeah, we're going to do it. Oh. Yeah. it's It talks well, about I'll, it on, the, pa- to, on the Patreon. I'll have to make sure that I uh, have enough time in my busy schedule to, ah. to fit that in. We can figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, I'm still joking. unemployed. <laughs> but um, we're gonna we're gonna basically be cranking out a second podcast for all of our all of our psychos that uh, what support more? us on Patreon. So um, go and do that. Oh, oh, this was the big <gasps> thing. This hasn't been talked about on the podcast yet. Yeah, we did some rearranging to the podcast uh, to the to the Patreon tier that you can subscribe to right now we might introduce other tiers later on when we have more to offer but the tier that we have available right now is the shout out to kel tier Mm. um which means that when you subscribe to that patreon you we we will give a shout out to kel at the end of every episode oh and we'll, we'll, we'll say who the shout out is coming from so if you support it you can help us give a shout out to kel and I told my mom about this, and she was like, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> and we're doing it anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's what's going to happen on the Patreon. So if you want to give a shout-out to Kel and have your voice, not your voice, but your name on the podcast. Well, we do have one. support that Patreon. We do have a patron. We do. Other than Niall, because Niall is a patron for some well, reason. Well, yeah, you got to. You got to. It's yeah. just coming back into the podcast. I figured I could give the podcast $3 a month. You might as well. I guess I subscribe too. You should. You and Jared. 
Okay, I will. Um, but shout out to uh, Hannah Steed, who is our first yeah. patron, who is not a member of the podcast. Yeah, and Hannah Steed, right now you are giving a shout out to Kel. So we yep. appreciate you. We appreciate you. And we appreciate all you future shout outers. And um, with that, we will say thank you so much for listening. Uh, Remember to you... rate us a five star on a Apple podcast or a Spotify or wherever you listen. Good night, and sweet prince. Good night, flights sweet of prince. angels sing thee to thy rest. And with the Patreon as well, don't be concerned or scared about it. You should be excited about it because no, it means awesome. more content for you. And our episodes will not change in quality or goodness or length, except for this episode, which is shorter just because... We're dumb. We're dumb. We're just dumb and we couldn't be longer. And Jared isn't here, so shout out to Jared not being here. Shout out we to Jared We love him not as well. Being here. And then... That is it. Man Cave Movie Night Monday. My name is Lucas. <laughs> My name is Niall. I guess we're doing name drops again. And that's it. That's the end. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on another Man Cave Movie Night Monday. <laughs> Goodbye. Bazinga.